For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Thinking of starting a podcast? We'll try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to a post-game edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. As always, it's your boy Mac. No Corey tonight. <laughs> uh, man, I don't really need him tonight to, to express my emotions from this one. Uh, hell of a game just from just about everybody. I mean, Kevin Love and Evan Mobley are obviously the players of the game tonight. Kevin Love with a near triple-double. Evan Mobley with a defensive masterclass. I mean, you you just pick the player and they, and they really showed up for the Cavs tonight. Karis LeVert was big time in the absence of Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, uh, who both had to set out tonight's game for various reasons. Um, Jared Howland, man, 23 big points in tonight. He led the starting lineup in that ca- in that category. Um, like I said, LeVert, 15 points, six rebounds, six assists, picked up some of the playmaking slack, and he's been doing that consistently all season long you know Darius Garland up until la- uh, up until the last game had missed the five previous games and Karis LeVert was a huge reason for being able to uh, you know hold down the fort and really soak up a lot of those facilitation duties and then you look at Jetty Osmond I mean guy had had four games looking like he was just kind of scorching the twine, um, you know, hitting everything from beyond range. And then the last three games, he cooled off. Very, I, I just tweeted about that. I got some slack. I got uh, got some flack about that. But, I mean, it is what it is. Jetty is inconsistent. But guess what? He showed up when the Cavs needed him the most in 25 big minutes off the bench, 15 points, four rebounds, six assists, five and off from the field, four or six from range. Timely shots, plus 24 on the night. Hell, even Hal Neto, a guy who, you know, we continuously say is brought in as more of an insurance policy until Rubio gets back. He was pretty good tonight, Um, mostly in mop up duty and some, you know, reserve minutes, 24 minutes on the night for him. That's pretty big amount, not something that I really like to see. um, And I hope we do not see uh, on too many occasions just because I feel like this is a super deep roster. And if Hal Nettles out there, that just kind of shows you where we're at from an injury standpoint. But 10 points, five rebounds, five assists from Hal Nettles, who was also two of three from range. Really? It just seemed like threes were dropping tonight. 
as you guys can see this comment down here, yeah, he does kind of get scruffy. Uh, you know, it's just I think we've seen this from Neto on occasion. Um, he's he's one of those guys who will is not afraid to show a little emotion. He's not afraid to go out there and you know let you know that he's not about to be bullied. And I love that about Neto. I, I absolutely loved that signing. Just because, even if it is a depth signing, I love it. Something that you know you can you can rely upon this man and the Cavs did tonight. Provided ten five and five, excellent. And then obviously the other player of this game, like I said, Kevin Love. Holy shit, man! <laughs> Holy shit! Twenty one points, eight rebounds, ten assists. Kevin Love off the bench. That Kevin Love led the team in assists tonight. And he almost had a near triple-double in only 23 minutes. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists, 4 of 7 from range, 7 of 10 from the field. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but yeah, he had a block. He went up there and he uh, he swatted a shot tonight. Had the highest plus-minus, I believe, for the game at plus 30. Just absolutely amazing kind of throwback performance from Love. And this is like, I want to say the second type of performance we've seen from him that showcases that he has a lot left in the tank. I think him accepting that reserve role is, it's just such a good thing for not only him, but for Cleveland too. And I just, I, I, I hope that this man retires a Cavalier because there is just, there's just no words to describe the fact that, you know, he 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 brings it. He he's continuously brought it when a lot of people are are out. And when you need a guy to step up, when you need the veteran to pick up some of the slack, man, love is your guy. And that stat line, ridiculously good. 23 minutes. He almost had a near triple double. Um, dude is like a flamethrower, and his ability to uh facilitate out of, from the elbow uh from the key up at the top it just it just looks like this man is playing at a, at a level that we haven't quite seen in in some time from him um you know even last year he, he's to me he started off very very well he he has been able to to dominate a lot of his matchups. He has never been a player that's been known as a defensive dynamo or anything like that. But from an offensive standpoint, this, this man is still clearly capable of playing at an all-star level and, and, and short bursts. It's definitely uh, a performance that he, he should feel really, really good about, even if it's against a team like Detroit, who is just not quite there yet. And that's not, that's taken away nothing from him. This is just a very talented, very deep Cleveland Cavaliers team. Sands, even 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 without Darius Garland and Evan all oh, in uh, Donovan Mitchell, it's just tremendously talented. When you look at the front court of Jared Allen and <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, the uh, Pistons did just uh, just beat the Warriors. I don't I don't really know what to make of the Warriors right now though, just because. Uh, they're 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 kind of in 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 flux. It's still the early season. I don't really know what to make of their start, but they still have uh, you know the star player there, obviously, to make a run um, and pick things up. So I don't really know what to make of their season. But for the Cavs, uh, meanwhile, even without Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, this is just a very talented team. Um, you know, having the ability to have Karis Avert out there and, and act as your de facto starting point guard 
that's just I mean, that's tremendous depth. And he's in a contract year. Let's let's not forget that. So he's playing for a lot. That's a big motivating factor for him and being able to go out there and secure the bag. Um tons of guys like that. I mean, I, I believe Jetty Osmond is is in a contract year. There's a there's a few guys. <sighs> um Rolo, I believe, was mad because of the uh because of Nerlens Noel. And take it up with Nerlens Noel. For those of you who are streaming this via audio, um, the question was: Anyone know why Rolo was mad at the end? Uh, that said, I mean, even Rolo, being able to roll him out there uh, in in mop up duty, that just goes to show you the tremendous depth. And hey, we got a Mamadi Diakite sighting tonight. Scored his first two official points as a Cleveland Cavalier. Very excited about that young man. I, I really feel that he has a bright future and I'm hoping that the Cavs do sign him to the regular roster at some point, just because I feel that he, his game, I mean, his ability to space the floor, he can, you know, man the post, he he can move defensively. We saw it in the preseason. Uh, he, he's got a lot to offer. He's been a champion at every level. Hopefully that bodes well for Cleveland's chances this season and beyond. But yeah, I'm very excited about him. I mean, when you get to the point where you're talking about Mamadi Diakite, the uh, the ninth to 10th man tonight, I mean, you know that you're rolling. And that's without Darius Garland and uh, Donovan Mitchell. So that, that's just crazy. And then when you, you take a look at some of these other performances, uh, Tom K just asked, what did you see in a coral tonight? I think for me, like you guys know, like the the – Listeners, you guys know how big of a fan of Isaac Okoro I have been, how big of a supporter I have been for him over these past uh, three seasons, and I will continue to do that. Um, it's tough to see him go through these stretches uh, when you, you know this guy clearly has the talent. It's just it, it appears to be all mental. It appears to be a confidence issue, and that's kind of what it has always been. But when you allow him to go out there and do what he does best, which is play in transition, I mean, I tweeted about it earlier. Uh, watching Isaac Okoro run in transition is a beautiful thing. Like, there's not many players who who look like that heading towards the rim. And you do not want to step in front of Isaac Okoro when he's going up for a jam. Uh, it's just one of those things you do not want to do. You're going to be put on a poster. We've seen him do it. So I'm doing with Houston last year. I know y'all remember that. That that was in, that was an awesome dunk. Uh, but in regards to tonight's game, um, in regards to that question, Tom, enough. Um, what does enough mean in regards to Okoro? Is enough mean that's enough to include him within the rotation? Does it mean that's enough to continue to give him more minutes? Because tonight Isaac played twenty three minutes. That's on a night without Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. Again, um, I think he showcased what he he is all about. We, he showcased what he what his ability is, which is to attack the basket. It's just one of those things. Can he attack the basket? Yes, we know Isaac is perfectly capable of doing that. Isaac took one perimeter shot, well, at least one shot from from range. 
Uh, I think what Cavs fans have wanted all along is for when Isaac has those open shots that he just takes them without fear of missing. Like, just take them confidently because far too often, even this season, what we have seen is he will get an open shot because defenses are not respecting his ability to knock down any type of shot from range. So they're leaving him completely open. And even when that happens, sometimes Isaac will hesitate for long enough for a defender to kind of, you know, start heading towards his way, or he'll elect to drive towards the basket for a contested layup. It's just not something that has been ideal for him. And I think Darius Garland missing the, uh, the missing five games, I think that kind of threw him off a little bit. I'm not trying to use that as an excuse, but I do think that is a factor because his, his role has kind of fluctuated, uh, you know, throughout this season, whether that be as a reserve, whether that be as a starter. And even if you want to simplify it as down to what he's essentially being asked to do on a, on a game to name basis, it just kind of feels like it's all over the place. But tonight, I think we saw him play a little bit more confidently. I think we saw him go out there and play with more of a chip on his shoulder. And I wish he would continue to do that because we know that this guy is gifted enough to become a pretty high-level player. I mean, he's already a high-effort, high-level defender. But that's not enough to continue to feature him within the starting lineup and um, it's it's not enough, frankly, to continue to give him high like anything above 22, 23 minutes a game. Um, you have to be able to operate at some capacity in, within the modern confines of today's NBA. I mean, you have to be able to provide something on the offensive end and you're not going to be always you're not always going to be able to attack the basket the way that he was able to, to, to do tonight. So when defenses take that away, what? will he do that's that's really what it comes down to that's really what it boils down to if he can start to hit those three-point shots when he has them available that'll go a long way towards continuing to play him and trot him out on the court when the team is at full strength I mean the last game out I mean I believe Isaac played eight minutes I think that's what it was he saw the floor for eight minutes against the Boston Celtics in a game that went to overtime and and we know what Isaac can do from a defensive standpoint. And that says a lot that you would only play him eight minutes against a team like that, where you, you kind of need guys to go out there and defend. Played Detroit tonight, take nothing away from Isaac was a pretty good performance. I just, I don't know if it's enough just yet. But, uh, I know that was kind of long winded, but I hope that that kind of answers my point of view on that Tom. Uh, just, just an excellent performance all around and uh, as a title of this post game uh, pod is Evan Mobley man he's just excellent on the defensive end a lot of people have been really just down on him defensively this year for some reason and I, I don't get it because I feel like he has played at a pretty good level defensively he, he may not have gotten off to a statistical good start in regards to blocks like he did last year, but he's pretty, he's been damn good this year. And, and, and tonight eight blocks, <laughs> he altered so many shots, even the ones that he did not get to, he altered almost every shot, just unbelievably good defensive performance. And this is what has people thinking that this motherfucker could be a defensive player of the year. Like we, 
I, I don't know if people understand how special that was for a second year big to be in that discussion. That's some Hall of Fame level shit right there, as Donald uh, Duck's dad says. That that that's pretty dope to have your guy go out there and and have a defensive performance like that from the power forward spot. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> I, I I love it. I mean. You can't ask for much more. And then on the offensive end, although it does, it was not a terribly efficient night with you're looking at the box score, 5 of 14, he did enough. He had uh, he got a couple of opportunities for putbacks. He showed a lot more aggression than he has in previous games. And that was another point of contention for Cavs fans was the lack of or the seeming lack of aggression from Mobley. Um, and I can't lie, there have been not not whole game performances, but there have been specific possessions uh, over the past uh, eight games now that I not Isaac, that Evan has lacked aggression and at some form or another. And tonight was rather refreshing because, I mean, you guys saw it on back to back possessions. I believe he even though he didn't make the shots, he was still aggressive enough and trying to force it on one on the other he was able to draw a foul, I believe. Just absolutely phenomenal performance from him. If you're looking at the stat sheet, again, outside of the box, you might not think that this is a special performance, but, I mean, you just got to watch the game because this motherfucker was balling on that end of the court. Uh, Dean Wade. What can I say about Dean Wade? Uh, 0-4 from the field, but he did enough. I mean, just absolutely switchable. Um, he plays, he's very underrated on that end. He's very, he's kind of an unsung hero. I mean, you, you put him in the starting lineup, you have him coming off the bench, you throw him out there against some of the game's best wings, like Jason Tatum, like Kevin Durant, guys like this, you know, are, are just invaluable. And then you look at the contract that this dude is on, <laughs> like maybe the best contract in the NBA, um, I know that that is really opinionated kind of thing, so I'm not going to debate anybody who wants to throw another contract out there. But to have this guy on a three-year, I want to say $18.5 million contract, absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how Kobe does it. <laughs> uh, just another wizard-like uh, deal that he was able to orchestrate. Just up and down this entire lineup, just great performance at a great performance. And that is with... Yes, it is a Kobe Altman masterclass move. Thank you, Tom. Um, only three players in the starting lineup scored in double figures, but it didn't fucking matter because the bench picked them up. 15 from Osmond, 10 from Neto, 21 from Love, 6 from Stevens. And I haven't even talked about him yet. Jeez. Lamar Stevens. It was damn good to see Lamar, wasn't it? <laughs> Just just good to see him because I feel like he's kind of gotten the short end of the stick. Uh, even in preseason, we didn't see him a lot. I, I didn't get it. It's just one of those things where I think he was kind of being outplayed, and we kind of know what his bag is right now. We know he can hit a mid-range shot. We know that he could, he's very switchable defensively, and we might see him more against two of the, both of the L.A. teams. But he's kind of a guy who's gotten lost in all this. Um we saw him be heavily utilized last season when there was a ton of injuries. 
this year, um, you know, we're hoping that's not the same, at least from an injury standpoint, but I do want to see the guy go out there and play. And I'm glad he was able to get 19 minutes tonight just because, you know, just awesome to, to see a guy, such a hard worker go out there and, 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 and get some run. Just, just awesome. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that Lamar is able to keep that going consistently, but with how deep this roster is, I just, I don't think it'll end up happening on a consistent basis. Just so many awesome performances. And as Donald uh, points out again down here, absolutely zero fouls from Evan Mobley. What kind of shit is that? (laughs) He was the only person in the starting lineup without a foul. Eight blocks. Eight blocks. Zero fouls. Think about that. Think about the fact that a lot of the times when these bigs are going up and contesting shots and they're trying to get to a good good space from a verticality standpoint, it just doesn't always work out. This motherfucker had eight blocks and zero fouls. (laughs) that I want to know how often that type of shit happens just because I don't feel like it's something that you normally see in today's NBA when fouls are just thrown out left and right against bigs. It's just so easy to get to, to, to get a foul called on you. (laughs) So that's, that's gotta feel good. Um, I'm sure JB is going to point that out. And I certainly hope he does. Uh, Somebody's got to point that out to Mobley because that, that was just awesome. Just a, a stellar performance from him. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, the Cavs just played Detroit. Well, no shit, but you can only play the the, the team that's in front of you. Uh, what matters most is for you to execute, for you to go out there, and for you to win the games that you're supposed to win. And the Cavs did that tonight. And we should be very, very proud of them. Sands, DG, Sands, our own MVP candidate, in Donovan Mitchell, who's off to a, just an, an awesome start himself, over 31 points a game. And I don't, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this. Um, Donovan Mitchell could end up joining LeBron James uh, as one of the only two players to score or average 30-plus points per game on a season. LeBron did it twice in his first stint here in Cleveland. I seriously believe that it is within the realm of possibility for Donovan Mitchell to do the same. Um, I know a lot of that kind of depends upon how the offense is spreading out on a night-to-night basis, but he is absolutely capable of being that flammable on a night-to-night basis. And I think we could see that. Don't rule it out. I know they love to share the wealth here. I know they're not always going to have a guy go for 30-plus on a night, but it is not out of their own possibility. Not with that. Cavs just have too much offensive firepower. I I love it. (sighs) Cavs, I mean, what can you say? I mean, I'm running out of things to say here, so I'm not going to say too long. But when you look ahead at this schedule, they have the Los Angeles Lakers, who are probably the weakest that uh weakest team that the Cavs will face in in quite some time that's definitely a winnable game even if you're going against LeBron that's going to be awesome can you I I don't know what the Cavs record is right now off the top of my head what is the if one of you guys can pull that up what is the Cavs record uh without LeBron since this second stint without him has started if one of y'all could figure that out while I'm on here I'd love to know that um I truly believe that the Cavs will end up winning that game. 
Uh, L.A., yeah, the other L.A. team, the Clippers, I just – I'm not sure about that one. I think Kawhi is probably still going to be out. I think they're going to be without Robert Covington as well as he has been ruled out due to health and safety protocols, probably stemming from COVID, something like that. But um, that's definitely a winnable game. I, I really don't see – too many games that make me fearful on here, if any at all, outside of Milwaukee. Um, you got Sacramento following the LA games. You have the Warriors, who we talked about earlier, are kind of in a state of flux. You have a Minnesota team who, at four and four, is probably better than their record, obviously, but still don't think they're a match for the Cavs of full strength. And then you get to Milwaukee, where you have, I think, your. I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to disrespect the the Celtics by saying they're the first big test of this season, but they're certainly probably the biggest that the Cavs will have seen, um, assuming they are playing most of their stars. And I don't know, I'm looking at their injury report. It's not looking great uh, for them. But that just, that just proves my point. I mean, the Cavs could very well reel off a number of wins here. But you got to take it one game at a time. You got to take it one step at a time. You don't get ahead of yourself. And those of you who know me, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, just like that team has to approach the season now at 8-0, and as they have to approach their season one game at a time, the Cavs have to do that now as well, as they have now won, what, six, five, six or seven games in a row? Uh, just unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unbelievable start for the for the Cavs this season and I believe this is the best start since the 2016-2017 season in which the Cavs ultimately lost in the finals to Golden State uh, who had the help of KD at that point but with that being said thank you guys for coming to chill with me in this post-game edition like I always tell you if you like to um, <clears throat> reach out to me you can at it's cavalier underscore pod on twitter tiktok instagram youtube and more like to be added to the exclusive is cavalier discord chat you know what to do leave a rating leave a review send a screenshot of that review to it's cavalier uh, it's cavalier 53 at gmail.com <laughs> uh, i'm loving these comments that are coming in uh if Cavs went out road trip do you do the expectations for the season change tom factual tom <laughs> um you know me I am always a guy who who really just is highly optimistic in regards to this team. I was the same way last season when a lot of people thought that they wouldn't even sniff the playing game. And I think this season is a, a, a going to be a real case study for how far you can push the, uh, the, the, the expectations. And I think this year you very well could see this Cavs team – start inching towards contender status as this season goes on if they're not already there. I mean, I feel really good about this team's chances of beating just about anybody in the league right now, but I do understand that it is a long season. Injuries happen. Um, guys will eventually cool off. Um, inconsistencies, stuff like that, it happens. It's it's over the course of a long NBA season, it's just inevitable. But one thing that just seems uncanny about this team is their just the ability to play off of one another. It's just the the ball movement, the defense. It it's a beautiful sight, and it's something that we haven't seen in Cleveland for some time. And um, I, you can throw the the LeBron Cavaliers in there because this team is such a balanced. You know, it, it's just such a balanced 
team that it's not even funny. There's a lot of ball movement. There's not really one guy, um, you know, ISOing too often. And, you know, if you guys listened to the previous uh, pod with Corey, I do believe that that is something that you do need at a certain level, especially when you get to a playoff setting. You do need a player who can go out there and get you buckets when the defense is really breaking you down. I feel like the Caps have a few different players who can do that. Uh, but even with that said, they moved the ball so damn well that anybody could go off on any given night, just as you saw tonight with Kevin Love off the bench. Yet another 20-plus point performance. You, you, you can just – you can say a lot of things about this Cavs team, but you can't say one that they're, they don't have heart. You can't say that they don't try. And you definitely can't say that you, you can never count them out. You just can't can never count them out last, but certainly not least down here. Jalen hurts the Donovan Mitchell of the Eagles. I love that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Just such a dominant force. Um, As you guys all well know, I was not fully on board with the Donovan Mitchell trade at first just because of the amount of pieces that got shipped out. I was a little skeptical. But, I mean, if you've watched this Cavs team at all this season, you know that that has just been dispelled. I mean, you can fully dispel that notion. I don't know anybody. Well, we know one guy. (laughs) But, uh you don't really know anybody who can realistically say that this was not the right move for this team. You just can't make that argument after watching this team. It's just unbelievable. He's brought that superstar quality to this team, that that type of guy who can go out there and, and win you a game. And when you, when you need him to go out there and score a bucket, he'll do it. I think I uh, pointed this out the other day. In that game against, I want to say, Boston, he ended up, it was either Boston or New York. I can't remember. He ended up scoring nine straight points for the Cavs down the stretch. And he had a very off first half, really up until the the, the fourth quarter. Uh, but that's just the type of player that Donovan is. All right, guys. Go Cavs. <laughs>